Moving my head? Yeah. I'm laying it off? Love that too. I'm pronating? When you're not supinating. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like an unfolding lawn chair. I look like a fool. What the hell do you think you look like shooting them chili peppers up Lee Jansen's ass? What's up, golf fans, and welcome back to another Fairways and Dreams podcast. It's a two-man scramble every Tuesday. That's what we do, and we have a special guest on every Tuesday, and I want to make something very clear. I don't always have people on my show that are maybe trying to become pro, or maybe they have crazy stories to tell. Sometimes they're just people that I find interesting. A lot of times I find those people on social media, mainly Instagram, and that's where I found my guest today. And the reason why I have him on is that he has a large family as well as a father of five. I read his bio. I was like, holy crap, he has more kids than I do. This is crazy. He's a golfer. James Faisal, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, good. Thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it. You probably thought I was crazy when I reached out and said, do you want to be on a podcast? But uh, nonetheless, I do find it very interesting. Tell me a little bit your your story, your background, not just your family, but your relationship in the game of golf, because that's how I found you on Instagram. Yeah, perfect. So I grew up playing baseball. And, you know, when I was probably 13, 14 years old, I just fell in love with the game of golf. Um, my whole plan was to play high school baseball. But I on a whim, I just tried out for the, the golf team, which was in the fall and baseball was the spring. Uh, I was the last guy to make the team and I was like, all right, that's it for baseball. I just, uh, you know, kind of, yeah, you know, just went pedal to the metal and started practicing a ton and, um, you know, started getting a lot better and got to the point where I was the, the third best man on our team my senior year and we were uh, the best team in the state. Um, so from there, I just made the decision, let's just keep going. Let's see how far we can go with this. I played uh, two years of division two college golf and, nice. you know, this kind of where my journey kind of developed. Um, at that point, our school, they decided to cut our program for funding reasons. So, you know, being a young kid, immature, I was like, I can either transfer or I can stay here with my friends and, and hang out. And, and I went that route. Yeah. Um, you know, and just from, from that and getting married, I went to, to med school, you know, career stuff, having a family. I, I quit golf for about 10, 12 years. Um, eventually it got to the point where I was like, my friends are still playing. And I was like, I got to get back in at some point. Um, you know, and I was at the level of, Hey, you play and you're not having fun with it because mentally I still thought I could play like I did in college, which wasn't the case when you take that much time off. So I, uh, two years ago, I decided to dedicate myself to start practicing and, and playing again, um, bought new clubs, got rid of the, the old sticks from the early two thousands and technology <laughs> changed quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, started entering some tournaments and, um, you know, got lessons, start practicing again. And, you know, part of the reason I started the, the Instagram was last fall, um, once I was, you know, kind of making progress and getting more serious with things, my wife and I found out we were having triplets. Oh, so that's where, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's where the, the family of seven comes into play. So we had four girls and then uh, we found out we were having triplets, which is two boys and a girl. And I was kind of at that crossroads again, like I was in college. I'm like, I can either quit and give it up or I can get a little smarter about it and try and find a way to be efficient with my practice and um, still keep grinding. And, and that's kind of what I did. That's when I started the, the Instagram, just a way to hold myself accountable, um, you know, document my progress, the good, the bad. And, um, you know, and, and here we are. And, you know, yeah. like, like you kind of mentioned with the family, the family plays a role. I try to get my kids involved in it, too. And uh, it's been a fun journey, that's for sure. And I'm just glad I've been able to, to document some of it as well. Well, let me ask you a question before we dive into the family stuff. So you golfed in high school. So did I mm -hmm. uh, was on a very competitive team. 
you golfed in college. I did not. I, I was approached by the coach and I was like, ah, uh, this is where the question comes from. I, I, when I was playing competitive golf, I put so much pressure on myself. I almost didn't enjoy the game anymore. It, it, yeah. it became to the point, like I can play in a tournament or two now and I'm fine. But it, when it was day in and day out and you're grinding, 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 I didn't, I didn't like the game as much when it was like that. And, yeah. and I, I want to ask, how were you, how did you feel golfing in high school, golfing in college with that pressure, with that, you know, the, yeah. it's a different game when that is weighing on your shoulders of I have to perform. It's an individual right. sport, but it's also a team sport. What were your thoughts on that pressure? Yeah. You know, at the time I, I didn't really think about it. You know, it was just, that's what you did. You were grinding, trying to do the best, put up the best scores you could and, you know, get back to work and just keep improving. But you know, once it kind of, I, I kind of had that out of where they got rid of the team. Um, you know, I realized that I was doing exactly what you said. Like I didn't enjoy it as much as I, I yeah. should have. And I think that just kind of gave me an out to, to say, Hey, I'm not going to do this any longer and uh, gave me a break. But um, in some sense that was good for me because now coming back to it, I, I, you know, trying to focus on enjoying the game along with trying to improve and get better. So I think I'm in a lot better um, spot now than I was back then, even though I was a better player back then. Definitely do, you, do you still have the desire to play like competitive golf, like to play in some tournaments that are not four man scrambles, but are actually, you know, individual like pressure pack situations where you want to go out and perform? Do you still have that desire? Or is that kind of waned and you just play for fun? No, I, I definitely have that desire. And, and that was part of the, you know, not playing golf. That was part of the, the itch that I wasn't scratching. I've always been a very com competitive person. And, um, you know, now I'm just like, let's get back into it. And I kind of created a, a format for myself of like, Hey, with my handicap here to here, I'm going to do this type of tournament. And once I get to a, say, if I get to a four handicap, I have a new like tier of, of tournaments that I'll allow myself to enter into. So that way I'm slowly increasing the pressure instead of just going to the, the top events. Like I used to play and, you know, finishing close to the bottom. So I'm trying to find events that I have similar level of competition. And then once I start doing well, there, slowly improve. So I'm hoping that minimizes some of the, the pressure aspect and, um, you know, keeps me still enjoying it and being able to, um, you know, have that competitive uh, edge. That's a great way of thinking about it with the, the, you know, looking at your handicap and having those events, which we all know wherever you live, it doesn't matter. There are the high level events and then there's right. the lower tier. It's a great approach. I, one more question before we dive into the family stuff. Sure. You talked about how you felt like you wanted to quit the game. And I think we've all been there. Golf is a frustrating sport. There are times yeah. where you go out there and you you ask yourself when you finish nine or eighteen doesn't matter. Have I ever played this game before? I I just went out there. My my swing felt awful. Like I couldn't do anything right. right. Couldn't putt. Couldn't get off the tee. Whatever. But you said you wanted to quit the game. And I, I got to be honest. Like I felt like I didn't enjoy it as much. But I never really felt like I was. I ever right. wanted to quit it. What was it that? both made you want to say like, I might be just done with this freaking sport. And eventually yeah. they got you back into it. Yeah. So for me, it's uh, the drive to get better. I'm somebody, when I do something, I, I go hundred percent all in on it. And, you know, when we found out we were having three kids at one time, you know, I, I play out the thing. I'm like, okay, wait a second. Like, you know, sleep's going to be a huge factor timing. Yes. Like how am I going to ever be able to put in the time that I want to, to get the results that I want to, and enjoy it. You know, like I'm not going to be able to do that hundred percent like I used to. And that's where the, the podcast or excuse me, the Instagram idea came from. I'm like, well, you know, there's other guys in my similar situation that don't have the time, but they want to get better. So if I can, you know, try and find a way to be more efficient with my practice and do it in small blocks and uh, practice around the house, just find any way I can to um, improve. 
um, and, and make progress, then maybe I can, uh, you know, inspire somebody else to do the same thing and say, hey, look, if this guy can do it with seven kids and yeah. three babies, then there's no reason why I can't do it if you want to do it. Absolutely. I, I love that. So let's talk about your family a little bit. Yeah. You mentioned you said you had how so how many you had four kids prior to the triplets, correct? Correct. Yep. All daughters. Yep. Okay. And so what are yep. what are the age ranges? Just out of curiosity. So they're 10, 8, 3, and 6. Okay. Um, and then the th uh, triplets are eight months old now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and how many of your kids are getting into golf, if any at all? Yeah. So my my older two, um, well, I guess uh, mainly my older two. So they did the drive, chip, and putt last year. Nice. So that was kind of their exposure into, you know, a fun event, but still mm -hmm. a competition. So we we practiced and worked quite a bit on that. Um, you know, and I know you mentioned in one of your previous podcasts, it's kind of that fine line of I want them to be interested in the game without forcing them to, to be yeah. interested. So I think, uh, you know, they look at it as a, a way to, to do an activity with me and, you know, we try to make it fun or get ice cream after whatever it is. So it's just good quality time with them. Um, and then if, you know, they become interested and they want to be more competitive, that's great. If not, it's still a lifelong thing that we can, can do together. Now, do you typically with your kids when you're golfing, do you go out on the course or is it just typically going to the range practice greens? Like where are you in that stage of your development with your kids? Yeah. So with uh, my time, most of it is around the, the putting green. So we have a course across the street from our house. So I get home from work. I tell them, Hey, be ready. We'll, we'll pop over there, chip and putt for a half hour or so. Yeah. Um, we still do get on the course, but not as often. Um, they, they like going out to the par three course. So that, that's good for my, my wedge practice. I'll play the front tees with them. And, yeah. uh, you know, so we have fun with that, but they haven't really got as much into, you know, full courses yet, but I think that's, that's probably something for this year. Okay. So a couple questions, golfing with family. I I'm asking yeah. you these because I'm wondering if they're paralleled with mine. Um, sure. I have actually had to my kids, my oldest is 15, our only son. And then I have daughters that are 10. 10, I'm sorry, 13, 10, 8, and 5. And believe it or not, last year I took all five of my kids on the golf course to play nine holes. And it was an experience. We'll just put yeah. it that way. It was an experience. Uh, and I've said this on another podcast. My father had the gall to ask me, how did I play? Right. <laughs> how did I play? How did, I don't <laughs> even know if I hit the ball. I'm watching your five kids running around. Anyways, yeah. what would you say are the pros and cons of golfing with kids? Yeah. The pros are just spending quality time with them. You know, like yeah. when you're at home, there's TV or screens, things like that. When you're on the course, none of that's there. It's just quiet time with them. You can have good conversations. I mean, you're out in nature, you can observe things. I mean, that's, uh, you know, the biggest benefit, just the quality time and, um, you know, being outdoors, enjoying the weather and uh, the scenery. Um, yeah. the cons are if, you know, if you're trying to get better and you're trying to play well, it, it's hard. I mean, you, like you mentioned, it's like herding sheep. Like you're constantly yeah. saying, no, don't do that. Don't put this there, you know, watch out for this. You know, it's, yeah. um, trying to teach them the etiquette of the game as well, um, at, at that age. So it's, uh, it's always something that you're, you're focusing on. It's hard to focus as much on your game when you're, you know, like you said, you took all five of your kids out there and just making <laughs> sure somebody's not doing something they're not supposed to. Well, I can say that the biggest stressor for me when I take any of our children on the course is yeah. I am so stressed about pace of play yep. because the one thing I don't want to do is, you know, I belong to a country club. It's not a really ritzy club. It's a golfer's country club, but sure. I don't want anyone that's teeing off behind me be like, oh, great. We're stuck behind a family, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so I'm always pushing the kids. Hey, we got to keep pace. Got to keep pace. Yeah. And that puts a stress on me. It puts a stress on them. I typically play in the afternoons when the course is less yep. crowded, even in the summer when it's hot. And I'll say, you know what? We'll go out and we'll play now. We'll be able to take our time and enjoy it. But let's ask the next question of frequency of golf. How often are you playing? And not necessarily with the kids, 
but in sure. general, so you have a large family. For me, the only time I do get to golf is with my kids. So that's yeah. one and the same. But how often do you, are you golfing with seven? You know, so last year I played 15 rounds, so I don't, I don't get out a whole that's lot. Good. That's pretty um, good for seven kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard though. Cause a lot of the guys that I'll play in tournaments or compete against, they're playing, you know, five times a week. Right. right. So it, it's hard. It's all relative, but as far as practice, I, I try to practice as, as much as I can at home. You know, I have long work days when I get home after the kids are in bed, I might pop downstairs and, and hit balls into the net for 15 minutes. So yeah. it's more of that less of actually being on the course. Um, you know, I'm anticipating as they get a little older and more of the kids are interested, it'll be easier to get out there like, like you're doing. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that number increases this year, but uh, time will tell. Yeah, we, we love the nine holes. Like when the USGA yeah. said they're going to allow nine hole scores, like this right, is perfect right. because when I go out with the kids, like nine is pretty much they're fine after that. They don't want to play 18. Yeah. Okay. What would you say is the biggest challenge with the game of golf when your kids are with you? You mentioned some of these, but is there one that sticks out amongst the others? Yeah, for me, it's just trying to to stay focused and like not distracted. You know, it's it's easy for them to you, know, you tell them, hey, stand there. I'm going to hit my shot and going through your pre-shot routine. You know, if they're moving or their shadows in a certain spot, it's hard to stay within my own game, right. um, you know, from a focus standpoint without um, letting my mind wander. And sometimes you're out there and you hit bad shots because of something, you know, they moved or they said something or asking you questions. <laughs> and it's like, hey, I'm in my zone. I'm trying to focus here. But. You know, that, that's the beauty of having kids with you, I guess. Yeah, the etiquette of the game is really difficult to teach to little kids because they yeah. always ask, well, why? Hey, could right. you not stand there? Why? Because it's in the line of sight. But yeah. why does it bother you? Could you just, could you just <laughs> yeah. move? <laughs> yeah, just let me, let me hit the ball. <laughs> All right, how about, uh, do you have any other dads around you that are kind of in the same boat that you might golf with? I know that's my biggest struggle with golf with a large family mm -hmm. is that, it's really difficult for me to find another dad or another person of even of like mind with have that has a large family. Cause it's kind of rare now to have a large family. Do you right. have anyone out there that you can go to the course with that you can sympathize with anything like that? Do you have a group? No, I don't. For the most part, uh, you know, if I'm not playing with my kids, I'll play by myself or get paired up with people. Um, you know, a lot of my friends, my old college buddies, either they don't have kids or they have one kid. So it's uh, not as relatable. Right. Um, as, as, as you know, right. <laughs> so it's a, it's a little bit different situation. Um, but yeah, so sometimes I, I use that time to, to go out on my own. Um, uh, yeah, so I don't have a specific group that I, I play with, but, uh, yeah. always looking for it. And, you know, I, as you know, the more kids you have, the, the harder it is to find people with, with that in common. So. Exactly. And so when I tell people, my, my dad loves to play early in the morning and I'm like, dad, we can't go out early in the morning. It's, we got to play yeah. in the afternoon, but if we're taking the grandkids right. like you, that's, so, yeah. All right. Last question here is with the frustrations that come with the game, they mm -hmm. can be amplified when you are having your children golfing with you. Would yeah. you say that the golf, like, and this is just me, but uh, would you say that the kids being on the course adds to the frustrations or do you find yourself being a little bit more at ease when you're on the course? Just say, you know, I'm not taking it too serious. We're just out here to have fun. You know, I think it adds to the frustration, but I also think that it's been good for me. So, you know, with all the other distractions and some of the additional frustrations there, if I can find a way to work through that and stay focused and put some good shots together, then when I don't have those distractions there, if I'm playing by myself or playing an event, um, I, I feel like my, my focus has been better. And it's kind of helped me, um, you know, be a little more even keel on the course compared to what I used to be. 
you know, because when you're a single guy playing in high school and college and your sole focus is, is golf, it's uh, it's a lot easier than, um, you know, that's the only thing you have to worry about. So uh, but now with with all the other things involved, it's uh, important to, number one, set a good example for them. Um, and, and number two, to realize that some of the things in, in golf are out of your control. And the, the more even keel you can stay, the, the better you're going to adjust uh, to the you know uh, variability within a round. Yeah, it's definitely been a gut check for me at times. I've found myself with my my older kids. They'll hit a bad shot and they'll get down on themselves, which, hey, that's fine. That's golf. We all do it. Yeah. And I'll say, look, like you can't let one bad shot ruin the whole experience and the round. And then I'm sitting there thinking to myself, how many times in your life have you let one bad <laughs> shot, one bad hole yeah. ruin a round or something like that? And so I've, I've kind of caught myself walking down the fairway because we always walk. And I say, man, like maybe I should listen to my own advice. Maybe I should follow some of the, the yeah. things that I'm telling my kids. So yeah, it, it kind of, there's a part of me that finds it very therapeutic to go out there with them and you're giving them that knowledge or passing it down. Cause I don't know if you right. come from a family of golfers like I do, but it was my, my grandfather taught my dad, my dad taught me and I'm teaching my kids now. And so it's just kind of like continuing that. Did you come from a golf family? You know, my dad golfed a little bit growing up. Um, he kind of got me into it, but he was never real serious about it. It was more just a, hey, social thing. We an excuse to get out and do something. Um, so I didn't really come from a, a serious family. I was kind of the, the first person to to get real, uh, you know, aggressive with trying to get better and to compete and, and try to improve. And uh, we'll see if any of that uh, translates to our, my kids. But like I said earlier, I, I just want them to enjoy the game. And it's an activity for us to do. It gives us an excuse to, to get out and have something in common to, to always do for you know lifelong it's not just yeah. a temporary thing all right my last question before we go to our rapid fire segment sure. to finish out the show is not golf related but what is what is the your favorite thing about having a large family and what is the one thing that you like ah oh, this is this is tough because we have so many kids like what what are those things for you i want to see if they align with mine yeah you know i mean the, the big thing is like with having or the benefits is you just you always have somebody you can do something with um it's fun watching them interact with one another you know it's almost like you have a, a mini party all the time at your house right there's always something going on some activity plenty of things to to do or to say and you know they all have their own little personality so they have different things that they like doing with you um so i think that's the the big benefit uh, downside is, um, like, you know, when you have that many kids, it's difficult to, to travel and do some of the things that you, you may have wanted to do when you were younger. Um, but with time, uh, that'll change and, uh, things will get, get a little bit easier, but right now that's kind of on the, the back burner as far as us, you know, with the, the young ones. So for sure. And that, that's something with me, you know, we have like, again, you have seven, I have five, but they always have someone to play with. Like there's yeah. never a, I'm bored. I have no one to play with. You've got a bunch of brother. You have a brother and a bunch of sisters go play, do something, figure it right. out. Yeah. That's a huge advantage. And you know, this things are expensive as hell now. And so yeah. when you are multiplying, like let's go out to dinner. I mean, most families, if it's a family of four, let's go out. We'll have a nice little dinner. We'll do this once a week. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> We're not doing that once a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely Jesus. right. And I mean, yeah. and that ties into to golf. I know you've talked about that a lot, just the cost of golf. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and that kind of uh, directs what we're able to do. I mean, chipping, going to the putting green, chipping, putting and practicing that way, it's, it's free. Whereas getting out on the golf, you're taking the whole family. It's, uh, it's a big outing. Get do they charge safe. you for the kids at your course? Depends where I go, but most time, yeah. It's wow. a low rate, but yeah. That sucks. See, our, our country club is really great with the kids and they see them as potential future members. So they're going to like, yeah, right. I think it's until they turn 16, they can play for free. 
as long as they're with as long as they're with a member so even when i took all five kids i only had to pay for myself and it's a discounted rate anyway so yeah that's lousy though because you would think that people would want young kids to play as long as they're with a paying adult it's going to be the future of the game but i get it so All right, are you ready for the rapid fire segment? I know you've listened to some of my shows. I'm pretty yeah. sure you're familiar with this uh, sequence of question yeah. and answers. So, you ready? Let's do it. All right. I always ask this question to start off: ride or walk? If you had to choose, what are you choosing? If I had to choose walking, um, a lot of times now it's been been riding, but I'm hoping to change that going forward. Just as the kids get out there more with me, um, obviously you can only fit so many kids in one cart. So, uh, if we start walking, it'll be easier for us to get out there more often. In the summer months, my kids say, can't we take a car? I was like, what are you going to do, ride on the roof? Like, I have four <laughs> of you. I can't have you all out there, so we're walking. Right, exactly. What's your, th- what's your thoughts on music on the golf course, yay or nay? Uh, depends on the event. You know, if I'm doing something more serious, then no. Um, but if okay. it's out with friends, I'm not opposed to it all. It doesn't bother me. A lot of times I practice, I'll have headphones and music in anyway. Uh, yeah. But if I'm in the zone of a competition, uh, it's a no. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite PGA pro of all time? Easy Tiger Woods. I mean, that I was just writing that wheelhouse growing up. And, uh, yeah. you know, I remember watching the 97 masters with my dad and just kind of followed them all along since. And just, you know, trying to, to get the pro events and see him. I mean, that's just kind of, I mean, that's a no brainer for me. All right. If you have a miss on the golf course, is it a slice or a hook hook? <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy one. <laughs> well, it, it, as long as it's always the same thing, it's an easier <laughs> yeah. fix than if it's going both ways. Exactly. All right. What is the uh, worst rule in golf, in your opinion? Um, you know, I, I don't really like the you know the div in the fairway. I know that's a very popular one. Um, you know, getting penalized to it, but some of that's part of the the rolls and bounces of the game as well. Yeah. But I, if there's one thing, that's the one that kind of irks me the the most. Yeah. I mean, I, there, there was, I saw someone on social media questioning Wyndham Clark's 54 hole or no, his course record at Pebble beach 60, because it yeah. was lift clean in place. It's like, right. are you serious? The guy shot 60. I don't care <laughs> if he was rolling the ball wherever he was. He shot 60. That's incredible. Exactly. Okay. All right. So you said you got new clubs. What's in the bag now? Yeah. So I, about two years ago, I went and got the whole bag fitted, everything new. Um, I got a Cobra driver. I have Titleist three wood and hybrid. I have Mizuno irons. I have the Titleist wedges. And then I kept my uh, old faithful putter in the bag. It's a old Ben Hogan Betonardi putter. Nice. Uh, I got, got fitted for new putters and I just hit that thing better than anything else. So the guy's like, I can't sell you anything when you're hitting this one better. So if it isn't, broke, it. If it isn't yeah. broken, don't fix it. You got it. What is your golf ball of choice? So I used to play a, a Snell golf ball and I really like that, but the model that I like, they discontinued it. Um, so now I switch back to a, a pro V one. Okay. What is the, the, the best part of your game driver wedge, iron play or putting? I would say driving. Um, I've been I'm fortunate to be able to hit the ball decent distance. So uh, when the driver's clicking then that's when I have my, my best rounds. Okay. Very good. If you have the opportunity to do either one of these shots, which one are you doing a flop shot or a bump and run bump and run? I just feel like it's a lot easier to, to control. And, um, you know, the earlier you get on the ball, the ball on the ground and rolling faster, the, the better you're going to be more controlled. Great advice out of all the majors. What's your favorite? The masters. Um, you know, it's one of those things, you know, being in a cold weather state. Um, I feel like the masters kind of kicks off the year, yeah. gets you into the golf mode and, um, 
you know, it's just that, that perfect time, you know, you watch it and then you're like, Hey, the weather's nice. I want to get outside and play. So yeah, you hear a tradition unlike any other. And you're thinking, I think, I think spring is sprung. You're in Michigan, right? Isn't that yeah, whatever you are? Yep. So you don't get to go for a while. It's probably pretty cold up there for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, November through, I'd say middle of March is uh it's a no go unless you get a few nice days. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have a favorite tournament on the PGA tour? That's not a major. Um, you know, I really like the Tory Pines event. Um, mm-hmm. I've been fortunate to play there a couple of times. So when you watch oh, it nice. on, when you watch it on TV, you know, you're like, okay, I was here, I did this, or, um, it just brings back different memories. You, you watch the the tournament a little bit differently than I do other ones where I haven't played. So you've played Tory Pines more than once. Yeah. So my wife and I, we, uh, we went out there, we were going to run a half marathon in San Diego, but that was COVID. So it got canceled. So we were fortunate to get a, a tea time at Torrey Pines. Um, the last day the course was open before the U S open. Oh, wow. Um, so we played, we actually played Torrey Pines the first time in, uh, basically U S open conditions. So <laughs> the rough was insane. It was actually, the rough was longer than the U S open cause they grow it high and then cut it down even. So we were playing in like, you know, you're, if you're out of the fairway, it's like five inch rough. You're just grabbing oh a wedge gosh. and hacking it back. It was, it was ridiculous. What did you shoot? It's about 95. That's fine. Hey, yeah. you're breaking a hundred with those conditions. And did your wife golf? Yeah. So my, my wife was a, she's a college basketball player. So she's pretty mm-hmm. athletic at baseline. Um, so I've been able to get her into it. So with the babies recently, she hasn't played with me, but she, yeah. she does get out there and she, she hits cool. it pretty good for somebody who only plays occasionally. There you go. My wife wants nothing to do with the game and <laughs> I'm fine with that. All right. Uh, next question. Let's go to, will Tiger Woods ever win again? He will. You know, he's one of those guys that he's just going to find a way to get it done. Um, You know, he's still got his hands, like he always says, even though the rest of the body's uh, maybe not where it used to be. He's going to find a way to, you know, keep the ball in play, you know, manage the course appropriately. And he's going to have one of those weeks where it all clicks and and he gets a win. Um, Yeah. Where or when that will be, I don't know, but I'm I'm pretty confident it will happen. Best players in the world, the best players ever play. They all won later in their uh, careers. So we'll yeah. see if he can follow suit. Uh, what's your biggest pet peeve in the game of golf? Um, I think, you know, and I was guilty of this in the past. I think it's lack of like controlling your emotions on the course. You know, it, it's one thing if you get frustrated with yourself, but if you're to the point where you're you're frustrating yourself and it's affecting the players you're playing with um, and doesn't make it as, as fun for them, that's where where it's a problem. Um, you know, like I said, when I was younger, I used to be bad with that, but I think I've gotten better with it, um, nowadays. And at the end of the day, every day you could be on the course is a, is a good day. So you just got to enjoy whether you have your good stuff or you don't. And that's a, that might be a great segue into the next question, which was what would be the best advice you would give to be uh, someone beginning the game of golf? Like just learning. Yeah, just enjoy it. Right. This is a hard sport. I mean, there is no perfect score. It's not like, uh, you know, you're bowling. Hey, you know, your max score could be this and you can achieve it someday. Um, there is nothing that that's perfect within the round. You're going to have good shots and bad shots, even if it's your best round. So, um, you know, just enjoy the ride. Yeah, it's good advice. Any superstitions on the golf course? No, I'm not really superstitious. Um, I'm just a routine person. So I try to do the exact same thing. So if I'm at a tournament, I try to show up at, you know, same time beforehand, I go to the putting green first then go to, you know, the, the range and I go through my same process. So I just try to keep that as consistent as possible, but, but nothing really superstitious. All right. What's your favorite golf movie? Um, I would have to go with happy Gilmore. Um, that's just, that, that was my, my <laughs> high school and, and college. Like that, that's something we just played nonstop. It was, uh, uh, something we enjoyed. 
Rest in peace, Carl Weathers, by the way. Chubb yeah. Peterson, who just passed away recently. Yep. What's your thoughts on the current state of golf apparel? Because it's funky, man. It's like they're going back to the late 80s and 90s in terms of these flashy colors and designs. People yep. are wearing joggers, hoodies on the golf course. What's your thought on all that? Yeah, I'm more of a traditional kind of guy. Give me khakis and a, a normal uh, polo, and <laughs> we'll call it a day. Um, I'm not into any of that uh, you know, more uh, abnormal attire. Yeah, I get that. What's your favorite team format? Um, you know, in the fall, I played this is the first time I did this. I played in a, like a modified alternate shot format and it was really fun. Um, it was like, a you know, you both hit, it might, I don't know the, the actual name, but we both hit our drives and then you played alternate shot from the, the best drive there. Okay. Um, it was just a, it was a fun format uh, and I played with an old high school buddy and um, just added a little bit different pressure that I, I wasn't used to depending on somebody else or if you hit a bad shot, letting somebody else down. So I thought that was a really cool, cool experience. So let me clarify. So just to clarify the format. So you both mm -hmm. hit tee shots. You took the better right. of the two tee shots and then you went yeah. alternate shot from there. So did the alternate shot, was it based off of whose tee shot you took or was it based off of who hold out the previous hole? No, whose tee shot you took. So if we, okay. the two of us teed off, you know, you're in the fairway, I'm in the rough. We're going to take your ball, Jeff. And then I hit your ball from the fairway. Okay. All right. And it had another dynamic too. Of we both play different balls. So then we were trying to, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's like the old uh, Tiger Phil uh, Ryder Cup issue in the. Yeah. The that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I forgot all about that. All right. Last question. And it's always the most difficult question for people. But if you listen to the podcast, you might have been able to prepare yourself for it. And that is that in baseball, we have walk up songs, right? You know, you pick your song, you're up to bat. Here you go. If you had a walk up song to the number one T box, what song would you have playing? Yeah, you know, I was able to think about it a little bit since I have listened to the, the podcast. And for me, being a Detroit guy, I, I wanted to get a Detroit artist. So I went with Eminem, Lose Yourself. I thought wow. that that was going to be, uh, you know, an appropriate one for the nerves on the first tee jitters and preparing for a round and just take it one shot at a time. So not like Detroit Rock City by Kiss or anything like that? No, I think that'd get you a little too, <laughs> too pumped up, you know? All right. Yeah, no. Hey, that's the thing. Like everyone's always like, well, there's so many different ways you could go with the song. Like, do you want to get pumped up in golf or do you yeah. just want something that's going to kind of get you focused? Everyone's different. There's no wrong answer. Yeah. So James, uh, go ahead and plug your social medias in case you want uh, so anyone out there can give you a follow and follow your journey with golfing with a big family, seven kids. God bless you, man. Go ahead and do that now. Yeah. You know, I, I'm happy to have anybody follow me along on uh, Instagram. It's golfing.dad.journey. Um, really, most of the stuff I'm going to post is me with my kids practicing, my process, my scores, those type of things. And I'm happy to interact with anybody that has a, a family or kids and just talk golf. I'm just a golf nut and, um, you know, love my family and, and taking them out there with me. So uh, the more people I can interact with and build an online community, the better. That's awesome. James, thank you for your time. Folks, I'll be back on Thursday with another Fairways and Dreams podcast. Take it easy. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Jeff.